Well, Razorback fans, it's a question that a lot of you have been asking, and it's about time we start discussing it in its reality. Can Sam Pittman save his job here at Arkansas? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use promo code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday as it's been quite a whirlwind, hasn't it? of craziness going on with Razorback football, especially of the news of Dan Enos being fired. And we actually had a chance uh, to hear from Sam Pittman and uh, talk about the firing of Dan Enos and some of the things that went on in it and the reasons why. And uh, there's a few interesting things to to dive into on that. But the question is going to become today of can Sam Pittman save his job? Can he save his job? And when he was discussing the Danny Enos firing. Here's what he had to say about it. Good afternoon. I think the first thing, and maybe I can eliminate some of your questions, um, would be on Dan uh, Enos. Uh, you know, the first thing I want to say is Dan worked extremely hard, um, was in the building all the time, put a lot of hours into it, um, and things of that nature. It just, it just wasn't working. And uh, so – um, yesterday morning, we decided uh, to make it, make a change there, uh, or not a change, but uh, go ahead and 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 uh, um, let Dan go. And then uh, yesterday afternoon, we had a, or yesterday after that, briefly after that, I had a meeting with the offensive staff and. Called a lot of recruits. Um, we're going to have uh, Kenny Guyton move to quarterbacks, and he'll call the plays. And Derek Keefe uh, will be the wide receiver coach. He obviously was in that um, system uh, at uh, Alabama. And um, uh, so that would be that. Uh, I met with uh, – I've been in uh, – meetings yesterday and today with the offensive staff um, we're trying to uh, eliminate some of the uh, volume that we have offensively um, obviously it was important that we stayed in-house so we wouldn't have a lot of terminology and thing we got to give our ch- kids a chance to win and uh, it just seems that nothing ever came easy for us uh, this year and uh uh, we've got to do some things differently, and one of it is cut down the volume that we have. And uh, and so uh, I've been uh, meeting with those guys all morning on that, and, and uh, we'll go from there. So that was Sam Pittman talking about the firing of Danny Nose and just going through the discussions of it all. And, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, first off, I at least appreciate him, you know, doing what he needed to do and making a change. I think everybody was on board and saw that it was not working. I think that it was probably tough on him and I respect that and I appreciate it because, you know, it's never easy to 
fire people, especially when it's something to where, you know, talk about families impacted and all that. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do <clears throat> and coaches don't ever want to admit that they failed. And so it's always really tough, but you know, hearing Sam Pittman go through that and going with Kenny Guyton being the new offensive coordinator for now, and just the situation that Arkansas finds themselves in, it, it's really tough for me to believe right now with the way things are going that Sam Pittman is going to still have a job at the University of Arkansas as the head football coach next year, unless certain things really, really change. Now, I'm not calling for him to be fired right now, so let's make that very clear. He doesn't need to be fired midseason unless disaster area hits. But I also don't believe that he just needs to be kicked to the curb and act and not even given a chance to kind of redeem itself. But all of you, a lot of you feel like it, and he needs to go. A lot of you feel that. And honestly, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. If you think Sam Pittman needs to be fired, I'm not going to argue with you. It's hard not to be upset about what's happened. It's hard not to be upset about how things have gone and the other failure that this season has been. And that's, that's as, as clear as crystal as, and as it possibly can be. It's been an absolute dumpster fire of a failure. Even if you've had a lot of these games close, doesn't matter. You've lost. And so how does Sam Pittman save his job? Can he save his job? Well, let's start with can, can he save his job? My answer to that question is yes. Yes, he can. Yes. Sam Pittman can save his job this year. I believe that there is time for him to be given another year, another chance. Now, with that being said, goes the how. How can Sam Pittman save his job this year? Well, a few things have to happen the rest of the way, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. The rest of the way, it has to be, first off, shown a new spark and a new energy on offense, where... The Dan Enos move of taking him out of the program was actually a benefit to where the players got excited about Kenny Guyton being the OC. The, the quarterback room got excited. The offensive staff got excited. Everybody got pumped up and rejuvenated because of this new move. And the offense, not asking for it to go out there and score 50 points a game because th this team just isn't going to be built to do that. But to just see a new rejuvenation of in, uh, energy among not only the offensive staff, but just the team in general, that would be the first thing. The second thing on how Sam Pittman can save his job is if he goes 4-0 the rest of the way. Now, that's a lot to ask. I know at this point in time. But I believe that if you are able to salvage this in the bye week and make a bowl game by beating Florida on the road, of course, that's your next game, and, and that's the toughest one. You got Auburn at home, very winnable game. FIU at home, obviously a winnable game. And then Missouri at home, which, you know, they are actually looking to be a decent team this year. Uh, but, you know, you never really know with certain teams and when they'll fall flat on their face or whatnot. So it's it's not an easy road in front of you is the point. It's not an easy road. But if you wanted to get at least me back in the good graces and me feeling like you got something going for you, then you going out and going undefeated the rest of the way will absolutely do that for me. Because that will show that you identified the problem midseason, you cut it off, you turned it around, and the team is still fighting for you. The team is still playing for you. The team still has trust in you. 
that you did the right thing and that you made the right decision and that they still believe that they can win. They still believe they can have success and they're going to go out there and they're going to do it. That's what I would need to see in order for Sam Pittman to save his job. And honestly, just to, to go out and to win those SEC games and finish, that would give you three SEC wins, same amount of SEC wins you had last year. Um, you ended up going the same record that you had last year. No one's going to be pumped about that necessarily, but to salvage what you could, to do what you could, to make it work, to me, that's how you save your job. So what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? What if he goes five and seven? You know, like there's always these what if questions we could ask. And I think that that'll probably be more of our what if uh, Wednesday tomorrow on the podcast. We may go into that. We'll see. But I believe that that's what it'll take for me, not for you, because, again, you can have your opinion on it, for me to believe that Sam Pittman's still the man for the job. But that's that's unlikely. And if we start to see the team really fall off a cliff, where I'm talking about going on the road to Florida out of the bye week, and you're seeing the same type of offense, the same type of meh mentality, the low energy, the the lack of excitement, and you start to see the entire team just crumble after something like that, it's over. It's over, and it's done with, and you got to move on. But it's just sad that it's kind of come to this. It's sad that it got to this point. I firmly believe that there is a lot to be had at Arkansas, and there's a reason to believe that uh, this can still be a program that is a SEC caliber program that can win a lot of games. Like the SEC West right now is not exactly setting the world on fire. That's what also makes us all so frustrating. Like this SEC West is not what it was. Like Arkansas was in all of these games and they still just have lost. And, you know, it just wants you, wants you to pull your hair out. It's like, how, how do you allow this? This is like the worst timing ever where Arkansas finally has a schedule and finally in a position to where they got a little bit more of the even playing field because I think the transfer portal has definitely helped out with that. And they have the talent to do it. They have the ability to do it, but they just haven't done it. It's like the one year. You know, if they had, if that, if this 2021 team, for instance, the 2021 team was playing this year, this team would be undefeated. I, it's just, it, timing is so critical. And that's why it feels like such a wasted year in general. So... Question just to go ahead and answer once again. Can Sam Pimmons save his job? He can. Will he, though? I think that's up to him and how badly he wants to stay here at Arkansas. Uh, we'll talk about why it went so badly with Danny Nose because Sam Pimmons had an interesting comment on this as well. But, folks, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager on your business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just go to linkedin.com slash college, and then you can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile simply to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions can make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. That's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs wants you to help you find a qualified candidate so you want to talk to faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. This podcast is also brought to you by Markell Insurance. From Fayetteville to El Dorado and everywhere in between, Markell has been helping Arkansas small business community 
For over 30 years, Markell is a global specialty insurer with a truly people-first approach because to them, insurance is more than just a piece of paper. It's a promise to help people get back on their feet. We spend a third of our lives working, so on-the-job injuries can be expected. You work hard to build your business, so it's important to make sure that you and your employees have the right insurance coverage. Whether you're new to the business or celebrating 25 years, or you have one employee or 1,000 employees, Markell Insurance aims to understand your workers' compensation insurance needs. So find a local independent agent to get a free workers' compensation insurance quote today at markellinsurance.com slash locked on. That's M-A-R-K-E-L insurance.com slash locked on. Markell, insuring America's small businesses since 1930. Insurance carrier coverage, dividends, and services availability may vary by state. Markell is a registered trademark of Markell Group Incorporated. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, the question becomes with the Dan Enos firing, and this was something I was really wanting to hear from Sam Pittman in his press conference uh, on Monday, was what went wrong? Like, how did this go so wrong so quickly with this team? Because I've never seen anything like it. And Sam Pimmon was asked that question in his press conference, and here is what he had to say. It just not being a fit. I think a lot of coaching has to do with enthusiasm, spirit, uh, wanting to run through a wall for different people. And I just, we just really never had that on on the offensive side of the ball. If you look at it defensively, um, you know, there's a lot of that there. Um, I think you can get guys to play better than maybe even what their talents are. Uh, if they believe in you. And, and to be honest with you, until uh, this season, that has been, a, uh, I think, a positive about me uh, that, you know, guys seem to want to play and, and those things of that nature. And, and uh, they've got it going on defense, so I know that's possible to do. Um, we have a lot of similar players that we've had in the past. Uh, it just never clicked. And it really never did. And uh, uh, so this is not a move to uh, for any other reason than it just wasn't working. And it's not a move to, to can the season. We've got a really good defense. If our offense can go out and function and function well, we still have games that we can win and we need to. And uh, so uh, I don't, I can't really put a finger on it except uh, there was, it was just rough. Um, our kids weren't as motivated, and that can go on me as well. Our kids weren't as motivated to play as, as what I have seen in the past. And I mean, you could tell the way we took the field on Saturday that it was like, you know, and I can be, remember being on the headset going, "Are we? what are we doing? I mean, it's almost like a bum, 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 as we're going out there. And we were in the game the entire game. It just didn't feel like it. And uh, so, and I'll give Mississippi, Mississippi State had a great game plan and all that, but we didn't adjust. And uh, so, I don't, I, that would be the only thing. We've lost our... Spirit. 
There's Sam Pittman talking about what went wrong with Dan Enos. And I think that it's a pretty obvious thing. Like, it's obvious that the players just did not care anymore to play for that offense. Now, again, I think that there's a lot of blame, just like Danny and uh, Sam Pittman talked about uh, on him and not having the guys ready. But you could just tell that over time, this is just the way players are. You know, I've never played at the college football level or college level in general. Most of us haven't. But we have played in teams and been on teams in some capacity. And I think we all can understand that once we lose that love, that passion, that fire to continue on with the sport and continue on to play, it it impacts all of us. Like it impacts the entire team. And especially the uh in this case with Arkansas on the offense. Like they lost the confidence in their offense, in their offensive philosophy and what they were doing. And I don't blame them. I don't blame the players for doing that because it certainly seemed like from spring practice until fall camp that there were some things that were going that were really well, going really well on the offense. But yet when they got to the season itself, even Western Carolina, I felt like it was okay, but they didn't run the ball very effectively. And then just time and time again, it seemed to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until we saw what we saw on Saturday. And I think that that was just the slow bleed out of a team that has no confidence in the offense because there has been no success or no like things to point to of why the offense would work. Like how, if I'm a player, how am I supposed to believe that this upcoming game after having terrible offensive play for five straight weeks that no, 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 this game is going to be different though. Like, how am I supposed to believe in that when I'm going through the game plan and, I, and I'm seeing this and I'm like, man, like this is stuff we can't do. This is stuff we know we've tried. It's not good. And he, Sam Pittman even talked about the volume that was uh, getting thrown on him. And people were trying to make this a comparison to Chad Morris when it was about uh, the, the playbook install. That's not what he was saying. He was referring to the fact of, hey, this is you're trying to make it too complicated for everybody. Like every, each and every week, you're piling on more and more stuff to be like, okay, now we got to change the entire thing for this one. Now we got to change the entire thing for this game. When instead of just saying, okay, let's figure out what we do that works. Let's figure out what we got strengths. Okay, our offensive line can't block. That's okay. So what we'll do is we'll create an offense and put KJ Jefferson in a position to where. He doesn't have to worry about getting hit because he's standing in the back uh, in the in the shotgun for so long in his backdrop. And also, you don't have to worry about the offensive line having a whole box forever. Let's figure this out. Let's figure out a way to get Isaiah Satania the ball in space. Just throw it to him real quick and see what he can go make a play. Like it just seemed like there was so like it was so it was so bland when we saw it. But but you could also tell by the players it's, it seemed like they were always just changing things and, and adding things that. It's like, hey man, we couldn't, we couldn't, we haven't gotten up to the point to where we're at this point yet. Like, we needed some help out here, and I don't know. This is just my reckless assumption. I think a lot of it may have had to do with Dan Enos kind of getting a panic mode too, because when I think he saw the, the first few games, especially the offense wasn't working, and, and everyone was looking towards him, he's like, okay, well we're, we'll just switch it up, we'll change it up all instead of just sticking with it. It just seems like they just change it up, and everybody just lost confidence. And so how do you, how do you, can you be confident in something like that when the results aren't coming along with it? And I think that that was the biggest thing. And that's, uh, that's why I think it worked out and why it went so badly so quickly. Uh, we'll talk about like the coaching changes and how they impact recruiting on the other side here in just a second. But first folks, I got to tell you about 
Prize Picks. It's the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. And they are the easiest and most exciting way to play that daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. I know a lot of you do this. And I'm telling you, it, it's so much fun when it's so simplified. You know, we don't have to worry about extra volume getting thrown in here on Prize Picks because it's a very simple thing. Whether uh, you're going up against uh, pro, pros and sharks and all those things against other players, it's it can be a little bit overwhelming. Well, not really when you just pick more or less, just more or less when it comes to two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's that simple. Just do more or less. It's really simple to play and you can make your picks and submit your entry in 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous amount of selection of players and stat types is what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. They now offer Apple Pay too for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So try it out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college for a first deposit uh, match up to $100 when you use promo code locked on college. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, this one got thrown to me, and I and I got asked about this uh, specifically, and Danny Enos and, and him being fired, because some of you like to look ahead and kind of look ahead to what potential changes could end up happening, what potential changes may not happen, uh, if it does happen, how it would impact this, that, and the other. Like there, It's just a snowball effect that can really change a lot of things. And I, I agree, you know, it's some things you got to wonder. But the question about recruiting and how much a coach can impact when a coaching change happens, uh, the recruiting cycle, you heard Sam Pittman earlier in the podcast talk about that specific thing, saying, well, you know, we, we contacted all the recruits and, and let them know and everything. And I think that there was a time, I think there was a day and age in college football where the idea of a coach getting fired and a position coach or anything getting fired could really negatively impact recruiting big time. So much so that it could hurt you for years to come. You know, there'd be times where coaches would come in and try to keep the class that's already together as much as possible. Sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't, um, you know, it, it could be a real disaster. And I think that it got elevated to that even more when they changed the, early signing period into December because then coaching changes and all that doesn't give the coaches any time to really wait and, and to get things together until the February signing period. So all that was something that was really tough to do. But because of the transfer portal, because of NIL and because of the quick turnarounds that you can have with recruiting, I don't think it's impacts the negative side of things, at least for a program, as much as it once did. I believe that because if in this instance with Dan Enos, say if even Sam Pittman's the coach next year and, you know, people are like, oh, man, you know, why would you want to go there with a lame duck coach? Why would you want to go there with he's going to have one year? Players may look at that and be like, well, yeah, but if it works out, I'm, I'm making the right decision. But if it doesn't, I can transfer. I don't lose any eligibility. I don't lose a year. I'll just transfer out. And so players all of a sudden may not have feel like they're so handcuffed 
to stick with their signing for for an experience period of time where they're like, oh man, this is this is my future. If I sign here and I make the wrong decision, it's uh, you know I'm going to set myself back. There's not that case anymore because of the portal. It opens it up to where if you're a player, like, hey, I'll give it a shot, and if something happens, coaching happens, then I'll peace out and I'll go somewhere else. And on the other side of that too, people are afraid of when that does happen, all the players are just going to leave out of the portal, just bounce out. And it, it could be bad for the program. It could be bad for everybody there inside the program. Like, and all of it, which again, I get the worry, I get the concern, but once again, the transfer portal giveth and it taketh away. It's able to lose a lot of players, but you can gain a ton of players too. And it can make a difference. If you don't believe me, just look at the Razorback defense this year and how many players they added out of the portal and how tremendous they have been. That's that's honestly one of the things about Sam Pittman where, like, again, I'm not saying that he, he doesn't need to be fired at the end of the year. But, man, that defensive staff he put together, I don't I don't know. Like maybe, maybe I'm crazy here. But I honestly believe in my watching of Razorback football, my watching of Razorback football, I think that this might be one of the best defensive staffs overall that Arkansas has ever had, at least in my time. Some of you may disagree, but think about it. Like the recruiting is incredible right now in defense. They did an outstanding job in the portal. They have gotten guys to go out each and every day and perform at a high level while dealing with some pretty significant injuries and losing guys. Like they've lost Dwight McLaughlin for an extended period of time this season. They've lost Chris Poupal. They lost Quincy McAdoo for the year, who was uh, an incredible player for Arkansas last year. They lost him. They've had some defensive line guys get hurt, get banged up, and yet they still are putting on a show each and every week, and they have gotten better as the football season has gone on. So it's like they have done such a good job. <laughs> I want to keep them around. I want them to stay. I want them to be a part of this. I don't want to lose that staff because they've done such a good job with it. So point is, is that the recruiting is not as impacted as much as people think, or maybe at least as much as it used to be. But overall, I still think that it's, it's a matter of can this team put it together? Can they turn it around? Can they make it work? Can they find ways to be better from it? That's the ultimate question. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm at least going to wait to see what the season holds out. And hopefully, hopefully it actually happens. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BudgeJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.